Hey, it's Jeff McNichol down here at Mom's Music, 1900 Melwood Avenue. And I was just thinking, when I was a kid, the magic was at Frankfurt Avenue, the Mom's Music at Frankfurt Avenue. And I used to beg people to get a ride down there just to hang out with the guys and see all the cool gear. Now that I'm the owner of this store, it's like a dream come true. We're recreating the magic with the vibe that we used to have at the old store. We're carrying all the gear that you're going to possibly want. We're giving you the outstanding service and personal attention that you deserve. Yeah, so we've got the great guitar shop here. We're carrying USA Fender, USA Gibson, Paul Reed Smith, Gretsch, Jackson, Charvel, anything you could possibly want. We're going to have it for you. Mom's is and always will be Louisville's music store. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I am Mark Jackson and I'm your host. The premise of the show is pretty simple. Awesome interviews and awesome music. If you want to contact me, hit me up at MetalForgeRadio at gmail.com or visit the website MetalForgeRadio.com. And now, let's get this show on the road. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge. I'm your host, Mark Jackson, and it is January the 1st. Happy New Year to everybody. Hopefully y'all didn't get too trashed last night, and hopefully you did if you did, you did it safe and didn't have like a fuck ton of people there getting COVID and all that shit. Because that would suck. Because if I don't go to a show soon, I'm probably going to go fucking nuts. Because I really want to see some bands play live and not on the computer screen in a, in a room full of like nobody but them. I want to feel the music, if if you know what I'm talking about, which you should. So, today, holy shit, uh, Hell Ripper, James McBain, is going to be on the show. Look forward to talking to him. He seems like a really cool fucking cat, has some awesome black fucking thrash metal, and if you're into bands like Wraith, you're really going to like this guy, and just the stuff that they put out, because it's fucking killer. You know, you've got this you know, old school feel to a lot of it. You know, you've got some early Metallica, you got some Slayer, you've got some other stuff in there. And then you've got the vocals, which are, you know, pretty heavy. So I think y'all are going to dig it for sure. Hopefully everybody had a good holiday. Thank you all for listening to last week's episode as well. The 100th episode of the Metal Forge, where I was able to feature Saber from Church Recordings, you know, Trevor Church of Haunt, and along with the other guests that have, you know, sent in their their well wishes for the 100th episode. I want to thank every single one of you guys. You guys have made the show possible and made it happen for me to, you know, to be able to feel like I'm doing a good job in the metal community. So, speaking of 2020, I'm going to do a little bit of a review really fast. So I had 51 guests on the show, and pretty much all of them had put out new material last year and are already working on new material for 2021. Some of them have had issues getting vinyl, which sucks. You know, Oath, Saber, those guys, I really feel for them because I really want their stuff on vinyl because fuck. Vinyl's where it's at for independent music these days. Such a cool collector piece. I know tapes are up there too, but I'm not really a tape collector guy. I love the vinyl. I love seeing great cover art, and ironically enough, those those two bands I listed are artwork done by the same guy. 
<laughs> uh, shout out to uh, Pit Forge Daniel Porta. Uh, if you're in a band, check him out. He does awesome fucking work. So mostly everybody kind of released some stuff last year. So it's in the grand scheme of things, I'm going to do, you know, I said last week that it's really going to be difficult to do like a top 10 list. And some people were doing top 10 albums, top 10 EPs. For me, this week, I'm going to do a top 5 release. EP, single, album, whatever. Because it's these things that... And it's going to be the ones that I've listened to repeatedly. They're all going to be things that have come out in 2020. So let's get into that really fast. What do I have here? I'm going to have to go with number 5 is going to be Embrace the Arcane by Underking. Max came on the show back last year uh, around May, and he had just released a, their first two albums. I say two albums because they were pretty much a split, where they had Ghosts of the Past and Amongst the Dead, and one side was Max's side and the others was um, Dustin's side. And... It was really something that, you know, I hadn't heard before where these two guys were pretty much 6,000 miles apart from one another and recorded an, al- an album together. It's just them. So that was pretty fucking cool. But he has continually gotten better and better and better throughout 2020. And this most recent release of his, which is an Embrace the Arcane, that had dropped on December the 11th, was wicked fucking awesome i've listened to it about 49 times (laughs) so yeah it really hasn't left my uh left my player there so i'm looking forward to what max and under king is going to be doing for 2021 next on my list number four is torment of giants their album that came out back november the 7th of 2020 super fucking cool uh art punk type stuff, you know, really deep lyric. I've known Courtney Pennick for a long time, and I'm always amazed at what she can be a part of and put out and release. It's super fucking cool. You know, they were featured back in the show in June. You need to listen to this. It's on Bandcamp. I suggest you you purchase it because, like I said, it's eight songs, and it's really deep punk meaning. Number three is going to be Magic and Mischief by Spellbook. And I was completely blown away by seeing the artwork on there. And here's the thing. Here's the key to these guys. They were a random band that I just selected on the Metal Archives. I saw that they had put this out. And I was like, holy shit. This is fucking awesome. It's like, It like checks all the boxes. You know, I used to not be like a big power metal fan or anything like that. Or mythic metal fan. All of a sudden, I was probably like like 29 or 30 and I got into Iron Maiden because I went and took the 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 Nesty plunge on them and saw them live and was like fuck this is this is insane so then I've like delved in deeper and deeper into the fucking awesomeness of that and then I find bands like Spellbook who have blown me away by the artwork and the music that follows and the idea number two is going to have to be Strike of the Witch by Saber. I would have picked the album had I heard it more than likely because of these two songs, which is the single of Strike of the Witch and Speed Racer, 
would be anything like what the album is going to be, it's my jam. It's fucking cool shit. And it's like, wow, here we go. Business has just picked up, as JR would say. And, you know, having them on the show last week, wow. Super cool dudes. They're completely down to earth. Uh, absolutely love talking to them. Can't wait for things to clear up and these guys go on tour because I'm booking them here in fucking Louisville when they show up, when they go on tour. Absolutely going to happen. Before I get into number one, I am going to bring up some honorable mentions on the show here. These are the bands that, you know, could have made the list at any given time because I have jammed out repeatedly on their albums and EPs and so on and so forth where they are all amazing bands. I just had to look at the numbers here. And honestly, they were a lot of these bands were beat out just by minuscule numbers. And it's probably because I've got into to listening to the bands that I feature that week on the show. So, honorable mention number three, The Vulture's Amulet by Lady Beast. A super fucking awesome nine-track album. Re- originally released, had a gold leaf on the album cover super fucking cool and then now they've got like a splatter color vinyl of purple and and like gold super awesome looking shit i think i might even have to buy a copy of that just because of having the keepsake it's got some purple and some pink and it's just really fucking cool metal machine runes of rust you know sacrifice to the unseen wow you can't go wrong with shit like that Honorable mention number two is going to be Mind Freeze by Haunt. I was turned on to Haunt towards the end of uh, last year. And I was like, wow, this is really fucking cool. I originally heard the uh, Luminous Eyes. I dug their logo, first off. I dug the logo of Haunt with like the little lightning bolt going through the word. So I bought a patch of it. And it came with the Luminous Eyes digital EP. And I was like, you know, this is fucking killer. And jammed and jammed and jammed Luminous Eyes. It made me feel awesome. It made me, you know, appreciate stuff in the past. It it had to me like a little bit of Floyd from like the Animals era Floyd stuff. So I jammed and jammed and jammed on it. And then, you know, Trevor released Mind Freeze earlier this year. And, you know, it starts out with fucking Light the Beacon. And it's just, whoa, what is this new stuff? Completely fucking awesome. Completely fucking awesome dig it love it honorable mention number one should honestly be tied with number one of the actual list and that's going to be opulent decay by spell i cannot begin to tell you how much of that album has like went through my speakers it it should be an obscene amount i really can't just like say that you know they they wouldn't be on the list because Back May 1st, I had Cam Mesmer on the show, and we we got to talk about so much cool stuff. Check it out. It's in the archives. All of these people are in the archives, by the way. And the album had just came out. It was such a different metal feel. If you look at their Bandcamp page, it says hypnotizing heavy metal on there, and that is absolutely what this is. It's whimsical. It's heavy. It's goth. It's fucking powerful and the artwork alone makes you question everything i just you know i can't say nothing negative about that album with everything on the on the album with every song on the album opulent decay psychic death primrose pass dawn wonder atraxia oh my gosh atraxia so awesome get a copy of it go into the dark room by yourself put on your headphones if that's your jam listen to it on your awesome speakers because you're going to love it, for sure. Number one, 
is going to be the Chain Gang EP by Warcloud. Crazy, fucking, ridiculous, fucking just traditional heavy metal. The album that they had came out with before that, the Earhammer Sessions, such a good album. But when they released, you know, the Chain Gang EP in September, I was completely blown away. First, it starts with the artwork. You know, the four shadowed figures with, you know, chains and crowbars and bullet belts. Just the way it looks. And you got the plane in the background above the moon. You know, you could tell that you're going to be open for business on this. And then you listen to it. And it's just got this awesome fucking, you know, this awesome sound. Honestly, it reminds me of UFO on steroids. UFO is what they are. They're fucking heavy as shit when they want to be. But this is even better. So kudos to the guys in Warcloud and everybody else on the list who made the top five releases of 2020 for the Metal Forge. I'm looking for more of these guys and girls in the future. And holy shit, it's it's crazy. Thank you again to the sponsors, you know, Mom's Music, Maxwell's House of Music, call uh, Mike and Howard, respectively, there, and you can order whatever gear you want. You can have it shipped to you. You don't have to go in. You can even order online if you want to. Go to Tattoo Charlie's. Uh, you can set up your appointment and get a gift certificate for whoever you need to get one for. Thank you for, uh, you know, tuning into the Wrestling Steve show. His numbers have been jumped up dramatically, and thank you all for that. Uh, he's a cool fucking dude. Uh, also, thank you to Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards for, you know, running their ad on my show because they're fucking awesome people, Kenny and Tony Marine. Uh, they have great quality product. So go get you a fucking pedal board. And the Patreon subscribers and you listeners because you're fucking awesome. So thank you to everybody for that. So anyway, I've yacked about, you know, top fives for a while now. Let's listen to some Hell Ripper here. And this is going to be off of the new album, The Affair of the Poisons. This is going to be Vampire's Grave. <laughs> I'm 
right, Metalheads, I am being joined on the line right now from Scotland again. And this is another treat for me because I always enjoy talking to musicians <laughs> overseas. I'm being joined by James McBain from Hell Ripper. How, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Just recently uh, enjoyed some holidays. Hopefully yours were well. And what do you have in mind for uh, 2021? Um, it's kind of difficult to say right now, I guess. Um, with everything, it's kind of uncertain. I guess a lot of people are in the same same kind of position that we're in. I'm trying to plan things uh, the best I can, like, but at the same time, I don't want to plan things and then have to cancel it and change things and all that. So it's just at right. the moment, at the moment, I'm writing for um, the next album, um, and hopefully that'll be out sooner rather than later. And if if it allows, then maybe we'll get a few shows in. But yeah, like I say, we're, I'm not too focused on planning things right now until things are cleared up a bit. Definitely. Tell everybody about Hell Ripper, because it seems like my guest in Oath that you're kind of a one-man show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Hell Ripper is just a thing that I started in 2014 or so that I, I just wanted to write and play music in my favorite style in my favorite style which is like black thrash metal punk speed metal kind of thing and um yeah i, w I had no one to no one in my area that would that was interested in the same kind of music or that would play an instrument in that band so i decided i would try and do everything myself and learn how to record and mix things while doing that and yeah over the years it's progressed into playing live shows if you're out albums and things but yeah it's black speed metal i guess similar to bands like toxic holocaust or venom uh, later dark throne yeah definitely definitely you mm -hmm. said you started in 2014 it's so yeah. cool because you know I, I i look up the metal archives and just like wikipedia they do a lot of due diligence on finding as much factual evidence as possible yeah but some things it's always you know the thing of you might get something wrong. Yeah. But it looks like here you have released either EP splits, albums, or singles every year and sometimes multiples in a year since you pretty much started. Yeah, I think. That's, <laughs> I that's awesome. Everything. I mean, that to me, that's awesome that, you know, you can stay that busy and continue to, to put out quality material. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, it's just, it's it's my hobby. So it's like, it's what I do in my free time. It's what I do all the time, really. So... I get, I do tend to get songs finished. I mean, quicker than I would usually if I was in like a band situation where I had to rely on people's schedules. I had to book uh, recording time and all that kind of thing. So it really helps that I do everything on my own at home Definitely. because yeah, I can just get things done. I mean, I do take ages to get things done uh, <laughs> because I'm like, I'm always like focused in on things and I'm, I'm like a perfectionist. If you know what I mean, like I'm trying to like get every little detail done. So it does take me quite a while, quite a bit longer than I, I would like sometimes to get things done. I do get the benefit of not having to like book studios and right wait because on you can do it all at your own yeah. step there. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, and I've got no one to like fight with about um, what what the songs should sound like or who's going to be louder in the mix. Yeah, exactly. I don't once it's done, it's it, it's done. Like I don't have to show anyone else like anything. Which begs me to to ask a question. This is just a recording project. Is there ever a chance for a possible s set of shows ever? Yeah, yeah, I've played live a few times. Have uh we yeah, yeah, we I started I mean it was primarily a recording project and I still prefer 
the writing process and things. But um, yeah, we I, I got a live band together, a bunch of my friends in 2016. And over the last couple of years, we, pl- we played a couple of shows, but Last year is when we, yeah, 2020, so 2019 is when things kind of really started to like progress. We got our first tour, our first tour uh, booked. So we toured Europe, we played a couple of shows, uh, we played the Roadburn Festival warm-up, we played a show with Midnight, um, we played with Orange Goblin and Discharge. Nice. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, we're just, um, this year we were supposed to be on tour with Midnight throughout Europe for a month or so, but of course everything was cancelled because of... Oh yeah, the world burned down, and and yeah, we we've all went to shit. Shout out to Midnight on the show here because I had Vanek back on the show back in yeah, May. Right? Such an awesome dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All these guys are cool. Oh yeah, you just recently released the Affair of the Poisons back in yeah. o- October. Yeah. October 9th. Um, and it looks like here that it's about the uh, 17th century France, correct? Yeah. Tell me some more about that album. Basically, it's. I mean, it's eight tracks. Um, it's kind of. I've kind of have. There's a more thrash influence, I guess, on these eight tracks than there was in some previous material. Um, I think I've just added just added some new elements to the Hell Ripper sound. Um, trying to trying to kind of evolve while still retaining the Hell Ripper sound, if you know what I mean. Yeah, the the lyrics all kind of deal with uh, like the occult, witchcraft, uh, some kind of true historical events uh, like the affair of the poisons, and yeah, it's just I think it's an album that I'm really proud of, and people seem to like it so far from what I can see. And yeah, I'm just glad that people seem to enjoy it. Really, definitely. And it looks like you've put it out on quite a few different formats. You've got it, of course. Everybody has digital these days, but you've yeah. also got CDs and you have vinyl as well. Yeah. And cassette as well. Oh, wow. See, that's so cool that that has come back, I think. Uh, I'm I'm not a huge fan of cassettes because I've only got, like, one thing to play them. But, like, that seems to be a super cool market for a lot of collectible people these days is is the cassette. Yeah, yeah, the cassettes do quite well. Yeah, I was surprised when I first, like, started releasing cassettes because... I wasn't, I'm not a collector myself of cassettes and I didn't know there was such a big market for them until I started to kind of to release and I got interest from cassette labels. So yeah, it's, it's really cool to see that. And you can do like cool things with the cassette. You can give it a new layout. It is cool for a, from a collectible point of view as well. Definitely. Continuing to write here, let me ask you this question. You say you, you do everything. Now, are the drums actual physical drums or are they are they digital? Uh, they're programmed, but okay. with a lot of like different uh, samples, if you know what I mean. Like I layer a lot of samples. I've got quite a few of my own samples that I recorded that I use. And yeah, I try to make them sound as real as possible. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people don't like that a lot of people can't tell the difference a lot of people can really tell the difference i mean i i like how it sounds so i've got no problem with it and yeah it makes everything easier for me as well uh, like i say no hiring studios and all that kind of stuff right 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 you know you can do all of this yourself you don't have to invest a crazy amount of time in working through this in a studio setting yeah exactly it's yeah which is you know i don't know how it is there but here in america you know, if you want a good quality studio, you're going to be looking at spending like sixty plus dollars an hour usually. Yeah, I've got, I've actually got no idea what the prices are here, but um, I live in quite a remote area, so I don't think there's like a studio near me at all. So that would also be a hassle. Um, I think it would be yeah, at least one hour, two hour drive to get to a studio. 
Oh, wow. I think, um, I actually haven't checked if there's anything like nearby, but yeah. So it's, yeah, like I say, you don't need to schedule studio hours. Like there's n- there's not a certain time that I need to record. I can just come in my room at any point and get things done and all that. So on in that end as well, it saves a lot of time, a lot of planning and stuff like that. Definitely. You, you, you have a very firm grasp on what, what it is you want it to sound like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and obviously it's doing good because you can look, uh, that is the one awesome thing about Bandcamp is you can see who all has supported your albums and, su- and, and such on there. And I think yeah. that's super cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Bandcamp's such a good thing for discovering like music and seeing what other people, like like-minded people, your friends and things, are also buying, like with the, the feed and stuff like that, and the recommended albums. Yeah, there's so much cool shit on Bandcamp that you can do. Definitely, I, I support that a lot. And for the independent musician, it has basically it has become the independent musician's Amazon in a way, yeah. where you could find so many awesome things. Uh, so many awesome bands splits and order them without having to, you know, and as much as I love going into like a brick and mortar and buying an album from somebody back, you know, back in the day, it used to be like, if I wanted something from a band overseas, I would ha- it would be more of a, it'd be a higher rate because I'd have to pay because of the import cost and so on and so yeah. forth. But now it's all, direct to the artist. And I think that's cool because it means that you get more the money in your pocket as opposed to having everybody else get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's easy to be a part of as well. Like you can just upload your album and be on Bandcamp within a couple of minutes. <laughs> so Right. And it's yeah. and it's legitimate too. It's it's yeah. an actual legitimate uh purchasing platform because you know like billboard magazine and stuff like that they actually take Bandcamp sales into consideration yeah yeah exactly um which is really cool um, and really helpful like yes a good way of tracking all your sales it's a it's a it's like a good storefront as well as like an analytics tool as well very much um Uh, and even now you know even a lot of these independent record labels and stuff have have been on there you know yeah which is super awesome as well but you know what we're going to take a real quick break we're going to come right Right back with more Hell Ripper here at the Metal Forge. Since 1973, Tattoo Charlie's has been an established body modification studio in Kentucky. Featuring world-renowned artists and piercers, currently with locations on Preston Highway and in Lexington. A staple point in the tattoo community. Learn more at TattooCharlie's.com. Set up your appointment today at 7904 Preston Highway. Our tattoos are done while you wait. Hey, it's Mark Maxwell at Maxwell's House of Music. Listen, all this stuff is now available to purchase on our website. Check it out at maxwellshouseofmusic.com. We carry all the top brands, like Fender. We got Gibson. We also have basses. We've got ukuleles. We've got drums. We've got sound gear. We've got keyboards. When it comes to actually being a musician, what is it for you that makes you play music? Um, I, I just enjoy it, really. Um, <laughs> there's not uh, there's not really a deeper answer. I just love playing guitar. I love writing music. I love listening to music. <laughs> there's yeah, there's not really a, a more in depth answer I can give other than I just absolutely love so, everything music and doing it. So by that rationale, if if music wasn't there, what do you think you would be doing? Oh, well, I've, I've got no idea. I mean, music in some form takes up like 90% of my day. 
So, um, yeah, but no idea. Uh, maybe some fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I haven't given a thought. <laughs> I think my, uh, my favorite answer to that was, well, I can't sing or dance. So... <laughs> <laughs> that's why they played music so yeah. yeah i get it it's it's a thing that you know i think anybody who's a musician especially the ones that play instruments you know singers whatever uh i sing also and it's one of those things where it's like yeah everybody can sing to a degree whether it's good or bad they can sing yeah but like if you play a stringed instrument or you play anything any instrument it's like a, yeah. it gets in your bones somehow. Yeah. And if you write music, it's even more in there and you just are just like, wow, this is something I have to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Especially writing music. It's such, it's, yeah, it's just so fun for me. I just, yeah, I'm always like thinking up like melodies or something like while I'm just walking or so. Yeah. It's, it's just, yes, yeah, it's, it's consumes my thoughts like all the time. It's, yeah. Definitely. I could buy that because it's, you know, it's like I said, you know, it's one of those things where it just gets in there. And it's hard to, you know, just say, I can't do this anymore. I, I don't know. I've, I've taken like an extended period of time off. I took like a year off writing and playing music and I thought I was going to go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I try. Uh, sometimes I have breaks. Well, I decide to have a break. Like it's usually when I'm not feeling like inspired or if I can't come up with anything, I try and give myself a break. But I always like find myself like itching to do it. I'm always like, I'm always like thinking of something in my mind, like, oh, this would be a cool idea. Um, yeah, it, I think it'd be very difficult for me not to like to take a break for an extended period of time, I think, from actually writing and doing music related things. Definitely. With you being the one man show here, after an album is released, can you listen back to it objectively? Um, sometimes. Um, more often, no. Uh, just because I, especially with this last album, I spent so long doing everything and worrying about every detail. Um, it was like the only thing in my life for like for a few months, and I was constantly at it, recording, mixing, uh, writing, making adjustments. So by the end of it, you're kind of like sick of it. You can't objectively, you can't tell what's good or what's bad about the album. And then when you when you release the album, all you can hear is like the mistakes or parts that you're unhappy with or things you wish you could have done better or wish you changed, all that kind of thing. So for at least a couple of months after a release, I don't really listen. Uh, just yeah, just because. It, it'll drive me mad. I'll be like, oh no, I should have put this note in, the, in that guitar solo here. I should have recorded this vocal part for one second longer than the than than it lasts or whatever. Like, so yeah, <laughs> understandable. And and it's one of those things where if you don't take that time to not listen to it, I guess it's one of those where you're going to nitpick and say, I, I wish I did that better. And yeah. now it's already out being produced. And you know, yeah. and then it's to, to the point where it's almost like you can't change it. Yeah, yeah, that's why. I, yeah, like I speak, like I get my girlfriend kind of like judge, like listen to things, and I'll be like going crazy, like oh this 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 part on guitar, like listen to how how terrible it is, like oh I made him such a bad mistake, and she'll be like that I literally cannot hear. A difference to the other version or whatever i'll record like 50 vocal takes of the same line and very much <laughs> yeah and yeah and she'll be like oh i can't really there's like no difference between take one and take 50 i'm like oh no you can hear this part here there's like a, a tiny like crackle sound or something here and it's yeah i tend to notice like all the tiny little details um so yeah by the end i'm just like thank fuck i'm done <laughs> <laughs> I, I can relate to that a hundred percent because me being a vocalist, that's the, the, 
the bane, yeah. the bane of my existence is yeah. recording vocals and then while the engineer is doing his his routine of listening back and mixing it while we're going yeah and i have to <laughs> listen to the same 8 seconds of music where i'm just like rah, rah, you know doing my knowing my line barking it out or whatever and i'm just like god i fucking hate this <laughs> yeah man <laughs> it's I'm like are you, it's like are you sure i can't do that any better what <laughs> <laughs> because it's the the uh musician critique of myself yeah exactly and with with vocals as well i mean it's um you can everything affects your vocal performance you can have a sore throat or a cold or whatever so it's like there's so much factors for vocals that can affect it <laughs> oh definitely definitely and you know here it's really cool to know that like musicians are pretty much kind of all cut from the same cloth yeah because even I've read in art, uh, interviews and stuff where even Ozzy doesn't even listen back to his stuff after he's done. Yeah. Because yeah. of that same reason. Yeah, it's... I think I used to be okay doing it. Um, but yeah, over time when I... It was like when I started doing it and I didn't really... I wasn't really experienced in like mixing and stuff i think i was just like kind of proud to to have like an end product and i was, and i, and I really like the end result but now that i kind of know what i'm doing and i do things to a better i think i think to a better standard now i kind of yeah i get like caught up in seeing all the imperfections or whatever right but, uh, absolutely so when is a song considered done for you i mean when when you can't really think of anything else to add i think um i mean once i'm recorded like once i've recorded everything and all the vocals are done if i listen back and i and i don't think there's anything that i can that i can do to improve it i think it's done but i mean is it ever done i mean <laughs> right. there's always something you can do but i think you've got to know when to stop because there's the there's the danger of overdoing it as well i guess definitely and it gets so far away from the original idea yeah yeah exactly there's been times where i've added like layers and loads of like guitar parts and or whatever to like a song and it just sounds like a complete mess it sounds like everything's going on and it's it's like yeah i've overdone that i need to like rein it back bring it back to basics i guess and so yeah it's just finding the balance <laughs> definitely the reason i ask is uh, i've got some friends that have like completely re-recorded songs for like the last 15 years so it's like yeah. when it when does it when does it reach a point when it's done you know <laughs> yeah yeah you've just got to yeah i think it's like a gut feeling as well when you're when you're happy with it i guess um that's what i do because yeah if it if if it was up to me, I'd like re-record everything for like fifteen years as well. Oh but, wow! Yeah, I've just yeah, like so. I just you've got to kind of just realize it's time. Like it sounds it sounds good right now. You're you're just gonna ruin it, or yeah, you're gonna lose the original spirit or intent of the song. It's gonna feel disjointed. You're gonna yeah, and then by the time you re-record it again, you're not gonna be happy with another element. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's yeah. I mean. I mean, that should have been a simple answer to the question, but I went on for a bit. <laughs> no, no, that's absolutely correct, though, I would say. Yeah. Is because I mean, the song, is, the song is done when when you think it's done, I guess, when you think it's ready. Um, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Because, you know, like we said, you, you re-record it for 15 years, and if it doesn't fit the need over the, the time span, and when it finally does, it does. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, a lot of people that re-record songs, a lot of times the results aren't as good as the original uh, to, to most people's ears. Right. So I guess when a song is done is whenever you, as a musician or artist, decide that it is. 
So, what we're going to do, we're going to take a real quick break and we're going to come back with some general profile questions for the Hell Ripper. Hey guys, Wrestling Steve of the Wrestling Steve Show here. Uh, so if you're currently listening to the Metal Forge with Mark Jackson, then you understand that Mark Jackson has a pretty discerning taste when it comes to music as a whole. You'll also understand that he has a discerning taste for professional wrestling, just like me. The, my show is called The Wrestling Steve Show. Uh, I talk about modern and classic pro wrestling in a completely unbiased, unfiltered way. Be sure to check me out on all available podcasting platforms. That is The Wrestling Steve Show. And I am the host, Wrestling Steve. Just remember, uh, like like Confucius said, uh, man who goes through turnstile in Thailand uh, is going to Bangkok. Pro wrestling. All right, so this is all about James. These are some general profile questions that we like to ask here on the Metal Forge about you as a person because we're all people here. We're all in this together, as everyone has said during the the pandemic here. Some of these are listener-submitted questions. So if you're a game, we're game. Yeah, I'm game. All right. What is the best concert you ever attended? The best concert, I think, would probably be my, probably for nostalgic reasons as well, would be my first show that I went to, which was Airborne um, um, with Black Spiders and Taking Dawn. Um, yeah, it was the first show I ever went to. I think I was 15, 14 or 15. Who's your favorite visual artist? Visual artist? Um, visual artist. There's quite a few. Um, in terms of like metal and stuff, I think Mark Riddick is really good. Um, guy called uh, Adam Burke, who's done quite a few things for a lot of metal bands. He's really good. The artist that I use regularly, Scad Falder, he is, he's great. Um, and the guy that done the latest um, Havoc album, I can't remember his name. Uh, he done the latest Havoc album and the latest Vampire album. He's killer. Are you currently learning any new skills? Nope. Just playing guitar. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just trying to improve my guitar skills, my songwriting skills, uh, but nothing new, really. Understandable. Hey, you can always improve on yourself, I guess, right? Yeah, definitely. There's, Yeah, I can definitely improve on guitar for sure. Which would lead me to, what is one thing you'd change about yourself? Was one, uh, I would learn to be less uh, perfectionist, if you know what I mean. I'd, I'd stop worrying about the little details and songs and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Right on. What instrument would you want to learn how to play? Um, I think it'd be cool to learn piano and keyboard. Um, that'd be cool. It could like open up loads of like possibilities. I mean, not in Hellripper, of course, but in other like projects uh, or just for, yeah, I think it'd just be fun. I love the sound of a piano, so it'd be cool to play that. And again, like drums, to play drums to like a, a good level, like would be amazing. I'm always like watching drum videos on YouTube and things. I would, just I would second the drum thing. Because, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's so fun watching like, like the drummers on YouTube, like just, yeah, like death metal and thrash drummers, like, Carlos Cruz from Warbringer, he's he's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Pete Weber from Habit, Havoc. Yeah, just watching like th- that type of sh- that type of stuff, it's just amazing to me. Like, well, what gets me is like m- them making it look so easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand it's years of practice and and tempo and you know tempo ingraining and things like that. But it's like what I watch. Yeah. Uh, I watch like uh, Maytel, and oh, yeah. she is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus, it's like, what? <laughs> what is something you've always wanted to do, but have not the coordination to do? Yeah, drums. <laughs> <laughs> Understand. Uh, Pretty simple on that one, huh? 
yeah again um i can play drums to like a basic level yeah i would love to be able to like control all of both my hands and both my legs to like play crazy like slayer stuff on drums i mean or like i mean slayer simple compared to like the stuff that you get but yeah like playing double bass and or blast beats or something like that just i'd love to be able to do that awesome who do you wish you never saw alive who do I wish I never saw live? I've got to think. Uh, not that not that you don't like them, but like yeah. seeing them live completely ruined it for you. Like they, yeah. they were better on album. Um, I think would be uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Interesting. Uh, yeah, they're they're my favorite band of all time, and I saw them live um, 2011 or so, and it was it was both a mixture of I don't think the band was that great. It was just after. Uh, John Frusciante, their longtime guitarist, left. Uh, so I think it was their first tour after that. So I don't think they were quite gelling with each other yet. Combine that with I never ate or drank anything all day, and I almost passed out halfway through the show. <laughs> so I had to like make my way from the front right all the way to the back of like a couple of thousand people arena to get out of the venue because I like lost all the vision. Like lost all my vision. I couldn't see a thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I I was like so dehydrated and like unwell. So I like turned around and I was like stumbling, pushing past everyone falling into people like trying to find my way out of the arena so that didn't really help the experience oh definitely not <laughs> the only time that's really happened to me i learned afterwards to at least eat eat or drink something <laughs> for sure probably given the opportunity to go again you would probably go see them again live uh, i think so yeah just to get a uh, a uh, a redo for that experience yeah, I think so. Um, but in terms of like metal bands, I can't think of like any that were bad. Um, yeah, I can't think of any. Right on. What is your favorite word? Word. Uh, I mean, <laughs> a good one that I use. I mean, a lot of people in the UK and Scotland use is cunt. <laughs> Absolutely. A little bit of a different meaning here, but yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> understandable. It's, yeah, it's, I know it's like such a an unacceptable word in the US and things, but here. It's like like just a, a term of like endearment. You say it to your friends. You say it to anyone. It's like a yeah. It's like a friendly bad word. <laughs> a- absolutely, I get it. <laughs> I think that's the first time this has been said on the show. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> uh, do you believe in the paranormal? No, I don't. Um, yeah, no, I've not had any experiences or anything. Yeah, quite quite boring in that respect. No, no. I mean, some people, it, you're right. It's a, it's a see to believe kind of thing or, you know, they think that there's something else out there. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that, yeah, I've never had any experience. I've never saw anything, uh, weird on un, unnatural or something uh, that I can recall. So yeah, I'm not a believer, unfortunately. No, I get it. I get it. A hundred percent. Denim or leather. Um, I mean, I wear a leather jacket all the time, but I mean, in terms of trousers, I couldn't wear couldn't wear leather. I don't think so. I, I like a nice mixture between the two: denim bottom and the leather top half. <laughs> you you have definitely answered the it correctly: denim and leather. Yeah, denim and leather. It's not an either. One. <laughs> 
who would you want to meet that you've never met? Uh, I think I'd like to, uh, maybe like a musician that I could learn a lot of stuff from, like that had been through a lot of shit, like with the music industry or just in terms of things, maybe like, but then again, they say like, don't meet your heroes. Yeah, you'll you always want- be let down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, all the guys that I've met that like, I enjoy their music so far, I've, uh, I've got nothing bad to say about them. Like they were all great. But like I say, like the guys from Midnight, they were all great. Um, yeah. Um, who would I meet? See, it could be like the guys from Metallica or Megadeth or something like that. Uh, these these guys that have kind of been through the they've like done so much. They've been through the changes in the music industry. They've been like the biggest in their style. They've declined in in popularity. They've shot up in popularity again. Yeah, someone like that. Um, yeah, or maybe maybe someone like Paul McCartney actually. Nice. I okay. mean, he, he he's lived through like everything in the music industry. He's invented like oh, modern. I- Oh, invented modern recording. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, be, yeah, just all the his experiences, all his yeah. like influences, all his knowledge, what what he's observed with the changes in the music industry, and yeah, I mean, he's recorded like a hundred albums or whatever. Like, yeah, it'd be crazy. Absolutely, someone, someone like that. I could go with Paul on that as well because that would be such a cool thing. Because somebody who has done what he'd done in a short amount of time with like the Beatles, yeah. Yeah. And have his own solo career and then pretty hey. much retire from it and then come back and still just be so magnanimous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's still, he's still so good now. Like, I mean, I, I'm not sure about the last couple of years, but his live performances, like from a couple of years ago, like that I've seen on YouTube, or he still got it. Like he still plays for like for hours and he gives everything and. Yeah, you can just tell that he really enjoys the music. And, oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, and and from being, you know, being out there on the road, even up into like last year, being like 78. Yeah. Like, what's that, 60 years now or something like that? Since, oh, yeah. At least. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you figure since about 1962. So, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, crazy crazy yeah. Good, good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just and like, yeah, like I say to from all the, the changes that you would witness throughout the music industry with like the rise of like all the different kinds of music that were popular, like metal coming along, like dance music coming along. And then he was also like, well, with the record labels, like screwing everyone, like being in control and taking like everyone's money and the, like, and their, and the rights to their music too. And yeah, and the rights to their music and stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. There's just so much shit that you could discuss or, or like learn about, I guess, from someone like that. Definitely. What food can you not stand? What food can I not stand? Oh, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> what is your favorite animal? Favorite animal? Oh, difficult. Uh, I like I like all animals. Uh, pandas are cool. Uh, but I love dogs. Uh, yeah, I love dogs. Right on. Any any particular breed of dog? Uh, not really. Um, nah, dogs are cool. <laughs> yeah, they. Uh, my dad always used to say that, you know, they don't love you for status. They love you for you. Yeah, exactly. Which is a cool yeah. thing. So yeah, all dogs cool and nice. All right. So I've got a few more questions here. But before we get into that, do you have any shout outs you want to give to anybody? Uh, shout outs. Uh, yeah. Check out a couple of bands like like we had previously on the podcast uh, on the show. Um, both from Scotland. Um, yeah, check out Whip Striker, like I mentioned before. Um, uh, a band called Butcher, who put out a new album earlier this year. 
which was killer. My friends in a death metal band called uh, Live Burial, uh, they put out an album earlier this year as well, which was killer. And Skeletal from France, again, another killer death metal band. Wraith, uh, a killer metal punk band. Oh, yeah, I love those guys, too. Yeah, Wraith, a killer. Um, off the top of my head, yeah, that's all I can think of right now. Awesome. <laughs> and if anybody wanted to purchase albums or send you any kind of feedback, how would they go about doing that? Uh, if you want to purchase any albums or whatever, you can go to the uh, hellripper.bandcamp.com. Um, that's for music and uh, merch, etc. People in the US or Canada or whatever, you may want to check Peaceville's US store for the new album or Amazon. I mean, I think they've got it. Um, and yeah, if you want to speak to me or if you've got any questions or whatever, you can email me at hellrippermetal at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook and all those places where I'm quite active. Awesome. And we'll, and like always, we'll have links uh, below for you all to click on and be able to access that info. Excellent. All right, we're going to take one last break here, and I'm coming back with James McBain of Hell Ripper. We're going to ask a couple more questions, and then we're going to listen to some more music here at the Metal Forge. Thank you all for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into the Metal Forge this week. I really appreciate every last one of you that listens. But before I go any further, I do want to tell you that we do have a Patreon page here, and there's three tiers. There's the Dion and Dirty Dollar tier, it's just a buck. Hey, you're not going to miss a buck. Nobody does. Then there's the $5 Showstoppers tier, which you get a patch, stickers, whatever we have that's in that price range. And then there's the $20 a month Master, where you can get a t-shirt, any size, any color of the Metal Forge logo. Fuck yeah. That's awesome stuff. Oh, and by the way, if you donate on there, guess what? You get the show two days in advance from everybody else. Thank you all so much. It's patreon.com slash metalforgeradio. Check it out and donate today. I love you guys. Thank you. What album changed your life? Um, in terms of metal, it would be um, And Justice for All and Peace Sells, but who's buying? Those two albums I heard around the same time when I was uh, maybe 13 or 14, something like that. And I heard those albums like really like one after the other, like right next to each other. Um, for some reason, I can't remember how. And yeah, that those like I absolutely loved what I heard, and I went out and bought them straight away. And then that's how my journey into like extreme metal and things got started. So I bought all the Metallica albums, all the Megadeth albums, then Slayer, then Cannibal Corpse, and then you get into <laughs> more extreme type stuff. You find Toxic Holocaust, Warbringer, like obscure stuff, and yeah, Midnight. And, that kind of stuff right all these newer age thrash bands yeah exactly for sure yeah i mean i i grew up with like uh youtube so that's yeah that's probably how i heard uh uh, the two albums probably on youtube and then yeah from there you can just use the related videos tabs and uh yeah that's how i discovered like the new wave the thrash revival or whatever and all the traditional metal that was coming out at that time so there was like there's so much stuff like you had uh toxic holocaust municipal waste uh warbringer havoc and then you had the enforcer steel wing uh skull fist and all that type of stuff yeah all those stuff 
Definitely. And I do, I do want to bring up the band camp thing here one more time with this Yeah, is they do the same thing Yeah, for the listeners out there. They do the same thing that if, uh, you know, you get any of the hell ripper stuff, scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page of anything that you buy and it'll it'll show you anything that any band recommends and anything that is similar to another band. For example, like you've got, uh, blood incantation, nuke, um, awesome stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, cool and you can just use the tags on bandcamp as well definitely uh, i just go onto a band that you like or just type in speed metal or thrash metal or whatever and it comes up with new releases or the most popular releases at the time which is a great way to see what's good at the moment for sure describe your art in one sentence my art uh in uh in terms of the artwork or the act or my your your music the music uh fast speed metal i mean i mean it's not really a sentence but i mean <laughs> um yeah i would just say it's fast metal music um there's not much to really i understand <laughs> fast just, speed metal that yeah just just listen it? to it it's not really deep i mean there are there are bands that you can you can say you can say paragraphs about like all oh, this and this but yeah it's just kind of fast. puts it to the point yeah i mean if you listen to hell report straight to the point i mean it's yeah it's fast fun music again metal <laughs> definitely so for anybody out there who's a, a younger musician or even you know even the older people that listen to the show last question here what advice would you give somebody uh, I would say learn to do as much um, things by yourself, like involve like that involve the music process. So I mean, you, like learn as much instruments as you can by yourself. Um, learn how to mix and record and stuff things by yourself. Um, that'll save you time and money. And even if you don't want to do everything yourself, it can it's valuable to have the skills on different instruments so you can kind of direct people to your vision or you can like get what's in your mind like so it's better interpreted interpreted by other people and even in terms of things like graphic design uh if you learn how to use graphic design that can save a lot of time and money when starting a band like getting like ad like advertisement things done or just little facebook social media pictures all that uh learn how to write emails properly learn how to um read your analytics properly like by yourself just learn as much skills involved as you can to to a passable degree because there's a lot of skills like there that i wish i knew when i first started helping and first started recording absolutely because i mean you never know what's what's going to stick to the wall as they say yeah just in terms of like like i mentioned there the graphic design and things like i had to learn that because it's really annoying when you you want to get like even something simple like a facebook banner or a profile picture and it needs to be in a certain um like dimensions like a certain size or whatever and you have to get someone else to do it and it costs you money and it costs you time and it's just a simple job so if you learn like basics uh yeah you can get a lot of things done for sure James, thank you so much for coming on the show this week, celebrating the new year here. I appreciate everything that you've done. And off of the affair of the poisons, what do you want us to play out on the way out today? Uh, well, thank you very much for having me. Uh, it was fun talking to you for the last while. I uh, really appreciate it. Um, you can play the track Blood Orgy of the She-Devils uh, from the affair of the poisons i think it's a nice fun track. Um, it's just so, yeah. got a it's just got the title that that rips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, a fun title. Kind of the, the title kind of describes the song, I would say, like musically. Definitely. <laughs> you know what to expect, right? <laughs> and here it is: Blood Orgy of the She Devils. Mm-hmm.
Musicians rejoice. Confused with all the modern and technical pedal board selections? Look no further. Kentucky Hot Brown Pedal Boards offer their homemade wooden and custom pedal boards for guitarist and bassist alike. Established in 2013, KYHBPB has helped support not only the local Louisville scene, but a large array of big and small players from across the entire country. More info can be found at KentuckyPedalBoards.com.